Holy there shit. it is. As it always happens before the show, we get caught up in our pre-show dialogue. And there it is, 758 hits. It's time to go live. It's time for the Noodleberg Daily Huddle. It's great to be back. It's a tenacious Thursday. We're ready to go. So uh, I thought uh, Shay was having like a fit. Like, but that was a deep conversation that actually previewed what we're going to talk about today. And, you know, there is some smart stuff that we're going to talk about today. Really, really interesting, really great. Um, the content that you and I are deep into that we bring every morning today could be. You know, well, like so let, let, let's start with a wrap up of what you and I both did yesterday, right? Because we both had the opportunity to meet with people in person, which and, and shout out to Todd Pearson, who shared my post this morning about it. But so there's a picture of Seda, Jake and I grabbing lunch. And uh, there's a picture of you with your new client, uh, Laura Sherwin. It turned out that we had the opportunity. I was already out and and yesterday was her kickoff. First time, welcome to the On The Ball family. And I said to her, hey, you want to do it in person? And she goes, oh, yeah, I can make that happen. And, you know, most of the client relationships we have, especially ones that are not local, no way to do, you know, in right, person. In person. virtual has been great. Virtual has been really efficient for people because it's sort of, a, I wouldn't say easy, but it's efficient to pull a 30-minute chunk out of your schedule, commit to it. And then go right back to whatever else you're doing. Correct. This was very, very, very enjoyable. Really fun for me as the moderator or facilitator to deliver that exercise. But man, did it take a bunch of time. <laughs> so that I think that's the understanding is that in person is a larger commitment than just the time you're spending together. In person involves the travel of it, it involves the going over. If you're not able to, you know, if you're, if you're eating, if it's a, if it's a, if it's a lunch meeting, like there's a lot that can happen. That's going to delay the time and extend the time. And inversely for me, I've been working with Seda for a few months and we had never met in person. That doesn't mean that we haven't been successful. Like we've created real change in her scheduling, in her delegation, in the way she communicates in the cadence of her communication, a lot of her leadership style, adapting new tools. Like there's a ton. She was a part of the LinkedIn like a pro last Friday. So there's a ton of work I've done with her that has been successful. But what was missing was really the fortitude of the trust between us and the deep relationship that needs to be involved in a coaching relationship, which afterwards no doubt about it that it was that it was solidified. <laughs> like yeah, Mary correct Beth. to, to Mary Beth, who says it involves putting pants on. Exactly, got to get dressed. Well, I've up. told people I very rarely wear pants, and they go, "Ooh, I go, I'm wearing shorts." <laughs> so that's, uh, that's <laughs> stuff. So I think as we move to the end of the year into first quarter, this will be top of mind for people in that next level of discipline in managing your calendar. It's just going to be a thing. There's no replacing in person. I agree with you. It's fantastic when you do it, who you do it with, who you say no to. You know? It has to be a strategy involved to it, Correct. right? And that to me is like 
we've worked with City on creating this massive communication strategy that incorporate incorporates the entire sales department. So you're talking about almost a thousand people, and we've created a system or a strategy where it defines what should be communicated, when it should be communicated, how it should be communicated. Well, you really have to boil that down. And while you, that's on a macro level, you got to take that to your individual self and understand what's my strategy on when I have group meetings, when I have individual meetings, which ones are in person, which ones are virtual, how long they are, whether they're 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour, you have to define all of those things with purpose. If you do that, it's amazing how much time you get back for yourself and how much more efficient you become as a leader. I absolutely could not agree more. I mean, it is it is all about strategy. Most people, especially in the sales or revenue development world, are all about the tactics. I'm calling, I'm doing it. You know, like why am I doing it? You know, the theory behind what am I looking to do, and then activate the tactics. Shout out to Brian Moskowitz. This is the way the world is. We're out. We're having lunch, um, and he just walks by. It was almost like like serendipitous. Like <laughs> this is like this is not a movie set. This is this is real life. So he popped in, introduced himself. He had never met Shay in person. Certainly never met. Uh, Laura, but uh, when Laura posted that she had lunch with us, he uh, validated that uh, she was in good hands with us. So thank you for your support and for your shout out. And you know what? We got to do wake up music. Got to get to some wake up music. Let's go. Let's get the music going and then we'll get to the rest of the show. So I have one more shout out and I, and I love this because it always comes back to validating why we do social media, why you, it's one to many. Um, a big shout out to Paul Chattel. Paul sends me a LinkedIn message. Hey, I'm ready for that cup of coffee. The last time I saw him was on a plane in 2018 going to Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> we sat next to each other. We had a great conversation. And I said to him, I said, Dude, I'm so happy that you stayed in touch. I don't remember. I'm 61 years old. I don't remember. That's Tell amazing. Me. So we had a great virtual cup of coffee and really great catching up. But he said, hey, I watched the huddle. I follow you. I know more about what you're doing. And so, you know, this whole idea of this is not immediate gratification. This isn't I'm going to post something and somebody's going to dive in my world and change my life. You have to be consistent. So, Paul, thank you. And thank you for showing up today. Shout out, shout out. Boom. <laughs> I love it. It's fantastic. And so we're going to talk about a little bit of sports content for a minute because it's, first of all, it's relevant to South Florida. Huge congratulations to your Jets on getting their first victory and to their quarterback, Mike Let's White. Let's not steal any thunder. <laughs> 
Let's take everything. Let's squeeze the lemon and get everything we can get, baby. Excuse me. Getting their second victory, but their quarterback, Mike White, who is a South Florida native, comes from U school, uh, went to University of South Florida, transferred from South Florida to Western Kentucky, who then went on to get drafted into the NFL and has been a bit of a journeyman figuring out his way, but got his first start on Sunday and boy did he take advantage of it because he had 37 completions in the game which is the most by any quarterback in their first start so for those of you who don't know what the background of that story is Zach Wilson was drafted by the Jets this year to be their quarterback drafted as a rookie out of BYU really talented guy gets hurt And so Mike steps into the starting role and has an unbelievable performance. Most people would be threatened by other people's success. Most people would be like, oh, shit, look at what I'm going to have to deal with when I come back. Let's listen to Mike White tell us about what the experience was in his first start. He was he texted he was texting me my phone during the game. Like every play, he was texting my phone. No one obviously I wasn't answering. It's like, oh, my God, that was awesome. And then I had a big, long congratulations text for me and how happy he was. And even his, his girlfriend, Abby, texted my wife, Mallory. Like, they were, they were unbelievable. And, and that's, just, that's who Zach is, though. That's, it's super genuine. The, the kid just loves football and loves being around the team. And, and it, it just shows every day, whether he's on the field or, or off. The kid just loves football. He gets joy from what he does. And it's not about him. So for all of us in our roles, in our families, in our businesses, stop making it about you. You want to find joy? You want to get real joy from what you're doing and have unbelievable enthusiasm and passion? Make it about everybody else. Zach, all Zach wants to do is be on the team and be around the team. And whatever comes to him because of that, whatever he can do to help the team because of that, is great for him. What an unbelievable perspective. So <clears throat> we were all brought up in this mindset of scarcity. So if you're successful, that means there's less for me, which is the hokiest shit ever. I mean, it's like, come on, man. I'm going to do what I do with who I do it with. It's my journey. I have control the controllables, right? This is a perfect example of Zach's doing what he's doing. He's blessed to be in the NFL. He's blessed, you know, to be a a great quarterback. Maybe he's not so blessed to be with the Jets, but. (laughs) And he got hurt. He got dealt adversity and how he dealt with that adversity was instead of turning the spotlight on himself and being like, Oh man, this sucks. I wish I could play. Wow. There's somebody else that's having a lot of success. He made it about that other person and celebrated them, which brings joy to him. How good does it feel? To bring joy to somebody else. So it's so amazing because when you, um, you know, invest in that, the universe sends it back to you. So the, the equation is the more I make it about other people, the more I have real joy for them. That's the abundance mentality. All of a sudden things start happening to you and you go, what's going on? You know, it's not one to one. It's just all around something happens to you and you go, what? I didn't expect that. Well, it's because of the mindset that you've fulfilled this abundant mentality 
And so I love when I see that sports is generally a metaphor for life. Microcosm. Even though this is not a sports show, I love that we show examples of that because that's not always the case. I mean, if we go back, you know, another great case was Alabama. Um, you know, Hertz was a great quarterback. Yeah, Hurts for and he got benched. You know, he didn't pout about it. He said celebrated he celebrated it and he's living the dream as a quarterback in the NFL. So, you know, when you see these examples, shout them out, call them out and bring them to your team and say, hey, here's an example. Success leaves clues. This is the culture we want to create here. This is what we want like this. And especially in sales where it can be dog eat, dog eat. Everybody feels like they've got to be the one to get theirs when you create a team selling environment where people are celebrating each other, learning from each other, helping each other, that only leads to more success. It's the only you way. Just, you cannot define the impact that you have on people. It comes randomly. There's it just, you got to do it. You just, it's not, Hey man, thanks for doing that. It's not what you get. It's not that immediate boom. I paid a credit card and I got it back. So um, I love it. Great example. Great. All right. So we're going to go to morning motivational music, which is then going to take us to our next content. And the morning motivational music is brought to you by somebody's birthday that it is. And also, I mean, Tom Brady uses it in almost all of his Instagram videos. So got to love it. People have spoken. So regardless of what your opinion may have been before the music played, the people have spoken and they enjoyed the morning, morning motivational music today. So uh, so where else can you go from Joe Cocker to, <laughs> to be Diddy? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so whether you like rap or not, whether you're a hip hop fan or not, whether you're a P. Diddy fan or not, it is hard not to celebrate him as an entrepreneur. And if you have not studied his story or don't know where he came from or how he's created his career. He started with Uptown Records as an intern, right? Interned underneath one of his mentors um, before breaking off and starting Bad Boy Entertainment, 
which really revolutionized hip hop. I mean, at a time where he had Notorious B.I.G., he had uh, 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 what's his, something Mac, which was the turn of the Mac. He had Mary J. Blige. He had unbelievable artists underneath one album that revolutionized the hip hop and R&B world. But oh, by the way, he then took his talents to the clothing space and started Sean John. He started Ciroc Vodka. He's got a water company with Mark Wahlberg. He is a consummate entrepreneur, constantly pushing himself into new areas of business, learning new things, challenging the norms, and trying to find himself you know, new opportunities to be successful. So I think it's an op- a great opportunity, number one, to celebrate him today, share his good music. That's great. But then there's more content, of course, right? And so when I talked to you about this this morning, you were like, oh, yeah, this is a no-brainer. So there is a 25-minute interview with Diddy and his mentor, Ray Dalio, which is a no-brainer listen. And if anybody wants the link to the full interview, you should absolutely take it and and listen to it. That 25 minutes is a masterclass in entrepreneurship. Because Ray Dalio, if you don't know Ray Dalio, you should. Ray Dalio, and this is what we were engaged in talking before the show, is a professor-like mentality. I mean, he's brilliant beyond imagination, but his style, his delivery is very professor-like. And what happens, and this is what Mark and I were wrapped in, is that he answers one question and there's 10 other questions that come from what <laughs> <laughs> So it was really hard. Like Jake did a great job of clipping out the minute segments that we want to pull that's going to lead into some conversations. But it's he's, you start listening to him and he just moves from one philosophy to the next and he ties everything together so easily. So I want to show the first part about this, which he talked about a concept called radical open-mindedness. Shay, show me the video thing was so what's your definition of radically open-minded um is to simultaneously have an opinion like uh, like let me give you this that you think it should go this way yes and then you say to yourself how do i know i'm right maybe that's wrong is that as good as i can be and then the capacity to hear and then challenge so somebody comes up to you with an idea and says, okay, let's do this. What do you think about that? To harvest the best around you, but sorting it with your own mind. So I say to be open-minded and assertive at the same time. Don't give up your assertiveness, but to be curious, like, am I harvesting the best? Because the biggest thing that most people have, uh, their problem, is they get so opinionated that they can't take in. And the worst problem is the worst tragedy of mankind, almost any individual, is that they're attached to opinions that are wrong and they don't want to have them stress tested. So when you're radically open-minded, you can say, hey man, I really think it should go this way. And then at the same time say to the smartest people that you know, kick the shit out of it and try to say, okay, now let's see how the stress tests so that I can then go to the best or how I hard. The the nuggets that you dropped, bang, 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 bang. Just the idea, first of all, that flies in the face of, you know, absolute conviction. Correct. No, it's not conviction at all costs, because there are people who are convinced on something that they're wrong. They're just wrong. (laughs) And that is tragic. That is totally tragic. But what he refers to as the stress test. Yes. 
is absolutely I know, I know. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to pull that one because the idea of of being willing to believe you're right, and I, where this really gets difficult is when you believe you're right because of your experiences, when you've gone through things and experience that have taught you that lesson, to continually challenge that lesson is really, really difficult, right? But you have to because the environment, the situation, and everything is constantly changing. So what those experiences may have taught you 30 years ago might not still apply in today's environment. You have to be willing to stress test it till still, but you also have to have the best around you. Where he said being able to harvest the best around you. That So we talk about all the time being in the room, not being the smartest in the room. In order to really take advantage of not being in the smartest in the room, you got to be able to harvest everybody else's ideas and then process them with your own mind in order to figure out what's correct. So here's another just anomaly, if you will. We had this show a year ago when we talked about smartest people in the world curse. Yep. Kick the shit out of it, okay? <laughs> Living shit out of it. And I will tell you this real time. And I, you know I love praising you and praising Jake. You guys kicked the shit out of my new idea, the new business. <laughs> kicked the shit out, stressed it out and came up with the back end that I didn't have. I didn't see it. I got it to a place. And so for all of you who think you know it, you don't. It's a kernel of an idea that gets you to another idea. Unless you kick the shit out of it, you'll never know, which is absolute brilliance. All right, we, we have to go a little bit of overtime here because I got to show these last, th this la these last three attributes that he talks about. Shay, show me value abilities and skills. We live in a time where people know how to give really good interviews. So as I've been building, I've been fooled a couple of times. I've written out a very detailed spec sheet. Um, they may say they understand it, but then when, and, and they have given me the appearance that, that, that they um, understand the job and, and they, they do a stellar interview, but then, you know, when we, we're three months into it, into the trenches. Yeah, I, I don't think, you, yeah, here's the deal. What you do is um, you use the personality profile testing, uh, background checks, and the resume. And I do a thing which you call a reverse 360. So to find out uh, not just their resumes, but to find out everybody who knew them in the past, and then you go and do the checking. So you have to start with a spec sheet, meaning... Um, not just the skills. There are three okay. things that uh, everybody brings you. Um, skills is what almost everybody hires for, and it's the least important of the three things. The most important things are values, abilities. Oh, he cut it off. <laughs> values, abilities, and then skills. So, and he goes on to talk about if you're not value aligned with people, you're never going to be successful because you can't work together. You can't communicate the proper ways. You're never going to mesh in a way that's going to allow you to be a team. Then he talks about abilities and abilities are different than skills. Abilities are innate. Abilities are what you do well that you've learned to do well over time, but it's not an actual skill or a learned technique. It's you are detail driven or you are big picture 
or you are visionary. You are the leader out in front. You're vocal. You're the backroom data analytics. The things that fit you or fit that person as the ability then getting to skills, which I want to relate this to how I recruited players. I never, ever watched a kid's highlight tape and said, wow, he does an unbelievable job of running a three-step slant. He does an unbelievable job of getting in a stance and getting off the ball. All of those are skills that we're, we were responsible for teaching. The things I looked at were look at his ability to go up and get the ball. Look at the way he can contort his body and, and defend people and position himself. Look at the things he does innately, right? Those are his abilities. We can take those abilities, put skills on top of that, and we'll go to the moon with him as opposed to saying he's already very skilled, but he has very little ability. This is such an amazing conversation. Um, we could go another hour on this easily, but – just think about what he said in the beginning is that go back and find out what other people thought and saw back then. Saban is brilliant at that. He goes, I don't understand why people don't call me and say, hey, right. this is what <laughs> I was like in the locker room. You know, it was like, right. you can spend millions of dollars on this guy. When you and I decided to work together finally, I did. Right? you did it. You <laughs> went to all of my partners, you know, the people I worked with in the trenches and said, forget him. Like? What was he like? Was he? <laughs> I didn't even know that until afterwards, but I found that to be a stroke of genius because you had no idea. You had no visibility as most employers don't about who they really are. This drives home what we teach people, who you are matters much more than what you do. Yep. Like when it gets tough, are you going to fall to pieces? Are you going to yell at everybody? Are you going to sulk, you know, or are you going to be supportive like Zach Wilson? That is value what aligned, value that aligned. You brought in the right values into the organization, which will help the team immensely in ways that you couldn't even see coming. That is alignment at its greatest. And, you know, if you have not seen that interview, do it because you'll be writing all day long. There's a dissertation that comes out of that stuff. So you guys have hit two home runs this week. The, the Nance thing with Joy and, and Dalio, bang. If you're not watching this show, get your friends <laughs> out here and watch it because where else do you find this kind of shit? It was fantastic. I am going to meet Aiken, a guy that's new in the marketplace, used to play with uh, the Dolphins, having breakfast with him. He's he's in trouble because I'm lit up like <laughs> <a> fire. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Have a fantastic Thursday. Let's get down to business. Please don't worry about me. I'm about to let my heart speak. Friends keep telling me to leave this. So let's get down. Let's get down to business. Let's get down. Let's get down to business. Give you one more night, one more night to get this.